That was actually on time, I think. <sighs> time is relative. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, why don't you chuckle fucks intro it this week? Uh, Jackson, you want to intro or should I intro? Man, it's kind of like uh, a game show host saying, you know what, I'm tired of introducing. Why don't one of the contestants do it? <laughs> None of us are winning here, so this is not a game I'm show. I'm dude. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> intro the show, Casey. Tell us who we are. Uh, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the uh, worst DGD podcast. What episode is it? Uh, fuck, fuck if I know. 21. 21. <laughs> Our teacher's not here today. Yeah, uh, Mr. Merrill seems to have uh, gone to a trip down Weed Lane. Yeah, the program <laughs> program has been uh, halted right now. <laughs> Yeah, so, so instead we've got uh, me, I'm Casey, I'm your host for this week, I guess. That's Jackson. I'm pointing at my screen Hello. like people can see me. They can see <laughs> No, they cannot. <laughs> and uh, our usual uh, bus monitor, Jake, is also here. Bus monitor. <laughs> so what's on the docket? The docket. <laughs> We're just going straight into it. No, no fucking, no flare, no flourishes going into it. What well, what's is... what's going on? Uh, what's going on, Jake? What makes you? What makes you get down today? Um, what's got you down? Well, okay, I got honestly a laundry list of things to complain about. All right, never mind. So <laughs> my, <laughs> so my AC broke, and then they fixed it after like four times trying to get them to fix it. Damn, you never and had then, the good and... luck. Hasn't it been broken since like two weeks ago or some shit? Look, it got fixed relatively quickly you know compared to the grand scheme of time but it took too long for me personally on my personal <laughs> the grand scheme of time <laughs> but once it got fixed immediately like in the same breath of it getting fixed our dryer broke and then it took them like way too fucking long to fix that and then yesterday the water got turned off because someone's apartment was flooding or something downstairs <laughs> i don't know <laughs> And then when we came home today, our whole our whole power was off for the entire neighborhood. Damn. No one had power. <laughs> what the fuck is going on over there? You live like 20 minutes away from me. What the fuck is going on? You don't even live 20 minutes away. Uh, 20 minutes away walking? Not even. <laughs> yeah, it's probably like 10. Really? You get, it takes you 10 minutes to get here? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Why do you have to say it like that? Really? 20 minutes? <laughs> Is that what I sound like? Yeah. <laughs> Only whenever you're high. Well, that's another thing. I've been sick since uh, last Thursday. It's Thursday today. What's wrong with you? I, I was like coughing. I don't think I had COVID again, but you know, I don't know. At a certain point, I have been sick for so long. Like, it feels weird if I take a COVID test now. Like, if I have it, I probably, you know, it's almost done probably. But the inside of my nose smells like a chemical. <laughs> I don't know what the smell is. Oh, is that is. what you were talking about? The phantom nose thing a while ago in the group chat? The phantom smeller. Yeah, that. Yeah. The phantom sm phantom smell, yeah. It's got like a scientific name, but that's the fucking colloquial term. Yeah, so I'm smelling something that's not there. It's likely due to mucus in my sinus. So, that's <laughs> fucking cool. You've had a rough week, man. Yeah. yeah. I almost got ran over yesterday. Why? Uh, I was grabbing groceries, and it was like... You know the four-way by my house. Yeah. It was. I was good to walk. I wasn't jaywalking because, you know, people been 
erratic as fuck driving lately. And I was like, I'm just gonna wait for the light. I'm gonna look both ways like a good pedestrian. I'm gonna walk across. Fucking, I look over. I see this, like, truck speeding towards me. And I'm like, "There's he's gonna slow down, right? He fucking doesn't. And it takes me, like, a second to process. Oh, he's, like, in the middle of the fucking road. I have to, like, suicide dive my way out of the way of this fucking <laughs> guy's truck about to hit me. And he's talking at me like I'm the fucking idiot. And it was a red light for a while. Like, this dude just blatantly blew past it. The worst part is, I spent, like, fucking three bucks on the eggs, and I only salvaged two of them. You broke your eggs? I dove out the way, man. Damn. One time I was walking home from Target after buying a Marvel Legends action figure, and I tripped down, like, a hill, and I fell on the action figure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be actually more tragic than my egg story. Uh, I broke the box, but the figure itself was fine, but I was gonna keep it in the box. That was a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> there was one time I used to walk to the movie theater where I work every day. The one by the mall, right? Yeah, it'd be about like a 40 minute walk or something. It'd probably be faster, but I'm slow. And I'd have to walk down a hill. You know, I don't know if you know Casey or Jackson, but in, in the parking lot of the mall, there's this restaurant called BJ's Brew House or something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, it's like at the corner. I went there once, yeah. I think. So, e so either to get around the mall, you had to like go down the hill that leads into that parking lot or like walk all the way around. So you know, I'm I'm inclined to go down the hill because it's much faster. There's like a fence or something there now, but there didn't used to be. And one day it was a little it was a little cold, and I slipped and rolled down that hill. <laughs> <laughs> I like literally went head over heels down the hill. <laughs> I was rolling like a cartoon character. <laughs> was it filmed? No. <laughs> Thank God, no. <laughs> I was working early, so no one was around either. So, you know, if I had broken my neck, I probably would have died, but I, I was good. It's a good thing you did. Eh, so, anyway. <laughs> what, what are we talking about on the agenda today? What the fuck is Revita? Revita? You just, you just look at the list and say, what the fuck is insert list item yeah. here? Okay, Revita is a roguelike platforming game where you play this little fella in blue that has, like, a white scarf. He's an e-boy, I'm pretty sure. Uh -huh. And it's uh, it's like uh, the Binding of Isaac, except it's a platformer. It's like Binding of Isaac and Enter the Gungeon had a baby with uh, Mario, I guess. Yeah. Uh, which would be a weird picture, but anyway, it's uh, pretty good. Oh yeah, and you shoot. You have like a little gun that you shoot called a soul gun. Is a uh... Is it like a 2D roguelike? Yeah, it's 2D. Okay, so it's like a side-scroller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I said Mario, I meant... Uh, okay, like, I got you. You know, NES. <laughs> Mario. Yeah, the fucking side-scrolling shit, because whenever you say Binding of Isaac and Enter the Gungeon, those games are, like, isometric. Yeah. So I was like, fuck does he mean by Yeah, Mario? the big difference between those is that this one is uh, 2D side-scroller. Uh, and it starts out very small-scale. Like, I saw a YouTuber play it, and I had never seen it before, and it had just come out, and it was on sale so i was like fuck this looks like my next roguelike addiction and it kind of has been to be fair it starts out like very small and you have to upgrade the dungeons yourself basically through currency you get doing runs so the more runs you do the more currency you get and the more you can upgrade your your dungeon so it has more stuff to find um it's got like secret rooms it's got like challenge rooms and that's stuff you unlock that's actually interesting so i've never heard of a mechanic yeah. where you like upgrade the thing you're going into it's always just been your character yeah i agree you don't really 
really upgrade your character except you can get different types of guns and obviously it's a roguelike so it's got a ton of items that alter you um the items though are interesting because they're assigned to like groups like say there's a loot group and there's like three items that fit into that group and when you get those three items you get something called a synergy which is like a bonus effect or a bonus item it's like a in world of warcraft when you have like enough pieces of gear you get a bonus or something like that oh so like the uh fucking armor set things right yeah armor set kind of like that except for uh item but the game is rng so it's pretty hard to get that set of items that you want uh yeah so really good roguelike enjoying it a lot i put about eight hours so far it's like barely scratching the surface there's like a gotcha game where you can get hats uh with the in-game currency there's no dlc or anything microtransactions but yeah they have a little gotcha game with probably like a billion hats that you have to get so i'll be working through this game for a long time i don't know why but whenever you say gotcha game with hats my first thought went to tf2 <laughs> true <laughs> the crate depression <laughs> yeah that game is i don't know how that game's still fucking alive is it <laughs> <laughs> More alive than the Overwatch 2 beta. Probably not, to be honest with you, but it's a good burn nonetheless. Yeah. Ravita, do you want to talk about Backpack Hero? I have no idea what that is. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I'll be real with you, I don't know what half of this shit is. That's why I always say, hey, what the fuck is the, the item on yeah. the list? I don't know what it is. I'm I'm a connoisseur of many things, Casey. I know, that's why I ask what it is, so I can learn. <laughs> so, Backpack Hero is a another roguelike game, surprise, surprise. Um, it just came off of Kickstarter, and uh, if you uh, donated $12 or whatever to the Kickstarter, you get a Steam key of, like, the early access, essentially. So instead of just doing early access, you had to donate to the Kickstarter to get the early access. So it's, I mean, it'll probably be early access, to be quite honest, at some point, but it's, like, early, early access. So, like, alpha, kind of. Oh, uh, yeah, kind of. And it's this game where you play this little mouse character, and she has a backpack that has, like, nine slots in it like three by three and you get a shield uh some food and a sword and you go through a dungeon and kill enemies with the sword and each time you kill an enemy it'll drop a piece of loot or like a bunch of loot like seven items and you have to take this loot and put it in the backpack and kind of it's kind of like playing tetris almost or like in resident evil when you have your inventory and you have to like like the shotgun is three spaces long so you have to like like try to finagle it in there basically yeah yeah it's it's like a puzzle game almost and like different items have different effects when they're next to other items and stuff like that it's very early it's very simple but it's like a really good idea and i can see it like having a lot of a lot more play than it does right now and even now it has like a ton of uh, items and stuff you can find in these dungeons i the reason i knew about it was this guy called aliens rock i think one word and he's like some norwegian dude that plays it and uh his videos really turned me on to the game but yeah i haven't i played but like 20 minutes of it so far i have it open right now on Steam. Did you kickstart it? Uh, yeah, I kickstarted it for the twelve dollars to get the Steam early access. It'll probably be more expensive when it actually comes out too. I'd so. imagine at least twenty dollars, like most games nowadays. Yeah. That just feels like the standard for like any indie game coming out. If it's more than like yeah, for a, a pixel art indie game, twenty dollars is like the baseline. 
and then if it's like any more like if the pixel art is too good or the it's 3d in any way it's like 30 yeah that's backpack hero i'll probably talk about it more in the future because i haven't really had a chance to play it uh and the fucking kickstarter's <laughs> over so you can't even get it so fuck you i got the game before you you found out about it. you have to wait bitch i think actually you can play like a free demo on itch.io or something damn I haven't heard of itch.io in fucking ages. It's big for indie games. Yeah, I remember, like, for a while on YouTube, there was a whole genre of, like, horror movie YouTubers who only played, like, <laughs> the PS1 graphic games from fucking itch.io. <laughs> yeah, like Night Shift. Yeah, all that shit. I like the PS1 aesthetic. Is that basic of me? Eh, not really. I mean, like, it's PS1 aesthetic is honestly kind of eerie. Like, that whole era of, like, right after the N64, but not quite to the like xbox era or gamecube like a lot of the graphics were really eerie and i think a lot of it has to do with draw distance because like games back then had like a lot of fog to have an illusion of like you know less or like you can't see past it because the fucking system couldn't handle it yeah but i just like if someone made a a croc 3 and it was the exact same graphics as the first two i'd enjoy it still it's not it's not about being creepy to me i just like the blockiness of it fair enough i think i think someone's making a bloodborne hack in a ps1 thing yeah that's fucking insane they're also making a bloodborne cart if i if i've read the articles correctly Cart, like Mario Kart. Yeah, that yeah, that was a joke for a while that they were gonna announce Bloodborne Cart at E3 because people wanted Bloodborne <laughs> uh, so bad on our Bloodborne Two, I mean. So the joke became Bloodborne Cart. And then the guy who's making the PS1 game is making a PS1 Bloodborne cart as well. Yeah, I can't wait for it to be just Crash Team Racing, but fucking Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah, I've heard Crash Team Racing. Cra- <laughs> Crash Team Racing? Cra- Crash Team Racing? Yeah, I've heard that's better than Mario Kart from some people. Eh, it, it just depends on what you like. I'm sure it's comparable. It's pretty fun. I played it on the GameCube whenever I was like... Fucking toddler, or however old I was whenever I played it. Fucking child. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk about next? Why do you have James and the Giant Peach on here? <laughs> have you guys seen that movie? It's like that old CGI ass movie or mm, stop motion. Yes. Claymation? Jackson, are you there? Yeah. Have you seen James and the Giant Peach? Like decades ago. Jackson was actually the uh, Giant Peach in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> the bugs were just vibing inside him. I, I watched it. I have a I have a podcast idea I'm working on uh, right now, uh-huh. and it it would be about 1996 films. Why specifically and, that year? Uh, it's the year I was born. Oh, there's like a I, there's more to the idea than just that, but I'm not you know I'm not putting all my cards out there right now. Uh, but it's just something I'm kind of working on, and so I'm watching movies from 1996. James and the Giant Peach is one of them, and then I also watched Independence Day. Uh, James and the Giant Peach. It's got live action and stop motion animation that sounds cursed it's by the same it is a little bit it's by the same director that made nightmare before christmas henry Selleck. Um, a lot of people think uh, tim burton directed it he did not he just designed jack skellington but henry Selleck directed the actual movie but anyway uh it's it starts out live action with this little boy you know classic kind of fairy tale shit where his parents die and he has to live with his shitty aunts and then this weird guy with clocks on his jacket shows up and gives him some green 
glowy bouncy worm things and then some green glowy and bouncy then <laughs> and then the bouncy worms get on get on a peach and make a giant and the and <laughs> <laughs> and the, <laughs> I'm sorry. Jake, are you okay? I'm high. I'm high. <laughs> Just thinking about this movie is weird. Yeah. You going to have um, a fucking crisis over there, dude? We gotta, do we gotta go yeah, over? Yeah, the peach gets big as fuck. And then his aunts are like, whoa, this peach is big as fuck. Let's make it like a an attraction. And they do. And then the next night, James is like chilling by the peach for some reason. He takes a damn bite out of it. And then he sees like there's a hole leading up into the peach. And he like crawls in. And it looks like he's going in a butthole or something. And as he's like moving through the butthole, he turns into a claymation version of himself. And then there's like a centipede and a, uh, there's a Brooklyn centipede, a pessimist worm, a French spider, an old lady ladybug, a posh cricket, and a senile glowworm. And they're all just chilling in there, and they're like, James, what the fuck? And they're like, what the fuck are we gonna do? And then the aunts are coming after them, but then the peach rolls down the hill, and they end up in the water. I always thought the peach flew for some reason. It does, because while they're in the water, they attract seagulls and tie wires around the seagulls, and a hundred seagulls lift the peach out of the water and fly them to to New York. Because James is like, I want to go to New York. Just like the, I want to go to London. This is last night in Soho, girl. And yeah, James and the Giant Peach. It's got mid-ass songs in it. Uh, some of the worst songs I've ever heard in a musical. It's a musical? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the little boy started singing in the live action segment and I said, oh, hell oh, no. Oh god, I hate children singing. He sucked. <laughs> He was good as a voice actor, weirdly, but his singing and his acting in real life off. At one point, they go into, like, a pirate ship uh, for a random reason. The plot makes literally no sense, by the way. Um, and the captain is, like, a skeleton, and it's the fucking Jack Skellington, like, model. It's, like, exactly the same one. You pull up a picture. You gotta pull up a picture of the two. I wanna see this. Can you not Google Gi James and Giant? Oh, I absolutely can, but I just want you to do it. Fucking God, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the skeleton is a jack jack sparrow what the fuck am i saying it's jack skellington and when the centipede walks in he's like a skellington and then he finds what he's looking for and he says jackpot <laughs> so he kind of said jack skellington and yeah he's just, he doesn't say anything he doesn't like have danny elfman's singing voice or whatever he's just he's just like a scary pirate that looks like jack skellington for whatever reason huh. yeah and it he gets like up and makes the typical Jack Skellington faces and stuff. But yeah, that's James and the Giant Peach. Uh, bad. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's bad, but I didn't love it. Independence Day, real good. I've never seen that one. Watched it on my VHS tape. Did you watch James and the Giant Peach on your fucking VHS too? No, I watched it on Disney+. Plus. That is actually very upsetting to me and I don't know why. I don't have the VHS. What do you want me to do? I, w I will watch it on VHS, but I don't have it. Uh, goodwill, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> like we got like tw fucking three goodwills at the very least in this city oh one of them is you were saying goodwill i thought you were saying goodwill like like you sound angry chill out i thought you just like made up a slang term i guess you already said you're high oh sweet summer child <laughs> <laughs> this man went on to talk about james the giant peach for eight minutes <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Can we not cut anything about the James and the Giant Peach tirade, please? No, why would I cut that? Oh, dude, hell yeah. <laughs>
Uh, speaking of me being high yesterday, this this podcast is just telling you guys what movies I watched yeah. and what video games I'm playing. What what do you guys do? What do you guys do? I nothing. I almost got <laughs> ran over. I already said that. Yeah, I nearly ran over some kid carrying eggs. <laughs> ah, it was you. You have a nice new truck, by the way. Yeah, I just got it last week. Yeah, I'm, next time I see you, I'm going to throw my last two wags at it. Well, I'm going to sell the truck by then, but you can go ahead and try. You know, I'm already <laughs> on my way. Laptop's coming with me. You don't even know where I live. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, what's his address? I don't know. I don't, don't, say, don't say it. Ah, <laughs> don't say it. No. Okay, so anyway, I went and saw the North Man. High as fuck. Bad idea. <laughs> weird. I'm noticing a fucking pattern here. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it, uh, no, on Tuesday. With it's, who? It's really good, uh, Claudia. Was she also high as fuck? She, she was a little high, yeah. <laughs> I think it was hitting me extra special for some Wait, reason. wait, uh, can you tell me about Clifford? Uh, what, what the was dog? The movie. Uh, what was your circumstance while viewing that? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> was I high? You were probably high. For Clifford? Yeah. I- I'll be real with you, I don't think I can make it through Clifford sober. I mean, I sat next to the man watching Clifford, and he was... <laughs> The one like laughing the hardest. <laughs> it was fun. Clean up on aisle four. <laughs> that should geek to me. How it's funny as fuck. Yeah, it's next to man. Not her ass. <laughs> Bunch of kids are running. I just hear. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how I laugh. You cut. Uh, so literally, so I you're, you you're wheezing in that scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have like two laughs. Fuck you. God, there was this TikTok I saw where this it was like a girl that worked at McDonald's. She was like a manager or something, but that just meant she was like 18 rather than 16. And she was recording herself, and you can hear this guy talking in the background. And he's like, "I've been told my laugh is a lot like the Joker's." <laughs> <laughs> and then he just started doing his laugh and he's clearly like doing a fake laugh and Which she's Joker? just like nodding <laughs> i don't know she he's like <laughs> sounds like squidward what the fuck <laughs> squidward's gonna have his joker moment any day now <laughs> the girl on the video is just like uh go back to work <laughs> And he just keeps doing the laugh. What video is this? And there's like tears in her eyes. And she's laughing because it's so awkward. But it's like, go back. This Loki sounds like a fucking vine. I don't know why. I mean, TikTok is just vine. I know, but it just sounds so familiar to me for some reason. I'm sure it's not the first video like that. It's just one I saw having to see. Uh, And it was uh, devastating. I'm surprised David hasn't done that yet. Excuse (laughs) me, sir. You need to clean up on the mess of the butter so you can have it with the popcorn and have a soda with it. Are you doing the Batman yeah. 184 or whatever? Yeah, that, that guy. <laughs> yeah, I love him so much. I follow him. I like how, like, in the middle of this, like, he burps and he says, excuse me, instead of, like, doing another take. <laughs> He's, it's just, like, the perfect stream of consciousness. Like, he'll you'll think you'll be just watching a normal video and then he'll appear in the <laughs> middle of it. And just, he's, like, already talking by the a time he A normal video. Was yeah. the video just some guy like with like gallons of butter he's just trying to drink or like pouring into a bowl yeah. how's that normal he just pours it all over it's normal like it's just shitty tiktok type shit is what batman 1845 or whatever the fuck his name is does is avant-garde art if anything <laughs> um yeah so the northman pretty cool willem dafoe was in it uh it's basically hamlet uh but it, it had like vikings and shit it's cool that's cool it's got anya taylor joy and that's pretty much the only person i recognized in the cast but it had like a bunch of people whose names i recognize and i'm like oh 
I should know these people, but I think I kind of have face blindness. I mean, you went eight minutes on James the Giant Peach and 30 seconds in this movie. What's that got to do with face blindness? You're like, well, it's not animated. Oh, you're saying, you're, maybe, you're saying... <laughs> maybe what he's trying to say is you recognize stop motion, like, claymation type shit better than you do, yeah. like, real fleshy people. Well, yeah, of course. Jake gets put into, like, a police investigation. <laughs> he has to show them the drawing first. <laughs> To identify the subject. If you put the Jack Skellington character and the the pirate guy from James and the Giant Peach, who's the exact same character, I would be able to tell them apart perfectly, and they're literally the same person. So yeah. Wait, can you tell me some Chihuahua facts? I'm kind of yeah, curious. Give us a Chihuahua fact. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, Chihuahua fact: They have a third eyelid in the middle of their eye. If you pull back their eyes, it'll activate. Not the middle, but like on the next to their nose, that side of your eye. If you pull back their their head their skin on their head the eye like activates and comes out the eyelid i mean i'm looking this up you don't believe me i believe you i just don't want to <laughs> oh i at, see it i don't want to look at chihuahua body horror it just looks like it's weird chewed bubble gum <laughs> that doesn't yeah. that does not help at all <laughs> i mean yeah we took we took lady to the vet and the doctor just did that and said did you know chihuahuas have third eyelid and then pulled her eyes back and they <laughs> popped out and he said what the fuck <laughs> What? Did you know your dog can do this? Pulls out like a fucking <laughs> yeah. string. What's the evolutionary purpose of that, I wonder? I don't know. Chihuahuas, I think, are kind of like digging dogs, so maybe block their eyes from debris or something, maybe. I, I, I guess that makes sense. I can't think of anything else. That's a completely inane guess. Well, listen, it's <laughs> probably better than any guess I would have given. Why are chihuahuas so mean? angry yeah why are they mean and angry well first of all they have the best hearing of the animal world so it's like um the flash how everything moves in slow motion for him like everything is like a hundred times louder to her so she's probably irate from such loud noises all the time i mean if i can hear that well why would i just be constantly making noise all the time well they hear that well so they can hear predators so that's why they're so alert i know but they don't like ever shut up they just don't know how big they are i guess is the problem like, they can't tell size difference, so they think they're just as big as you are, if not bigger. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're just fucking stupid is the answer. I don't know <laughs> what you were uh, looking for. Can I guess tell... Okay, so when I went to see The Northman... I was high, if you'll remember. Yeah. And my girlfriend, Claudia, is a curious person. Curious in the way that she likes ketchup on her popcorn. Uh, what? Uh, what? Which, I don't know. She's asked me to try Dude, it. This I man refuse. did not say, hey, do you guys got any ketchup at the counter? This man did not. Get Claudia on the podcast right now. We got a... We gotta interrogate her about this. I think Jake's power just died. He hasn't spoke. He hasn't spoken a word in like 15 minutes. I haven't heard a high. All right. This tells me that this man went up to the counter when the movie's about to start and asked for some ketchup. And the person at the counter is like, "For what? A burger?" It's like, "No, for my popcorn." <laughs> yeah, my extra. Like, dude, imagine that. You fucking. You're some poor soul working at like any movie tavern except for movie or movie theater. That is a movie tavern because they like serve food there. And you get this dude just walking up and go like, oh, yeah, do you have any packets of ketchup Heinz, preferably, or some shit like that? <laughs> Sorry for the guy hello? that has to, hello? Hey, what's up, Jake? Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, what's up, dude? Yeah. It's not showing me the Discord screen, it's just spinning. Oh. Uh, uh, so I wasn't sure if I was connected with you guys or not. Oh, uh, did you hear anything? Uh, yeah, I heard Casey making a mockery of my woman. But <laughs> No, I'm... <laughs> I, put, I put ketchup in my pocket. 
And <laughs> by by the uh, the ketchup packet in my pocket, by the time we had gone to the movie theater, that's when I boofed up the most. And that was like probably I was coming up on in the theater. High as fuck. No, on the way to the theater. So oh, I did, oh wait, let me ask one question. In the car. The ketchup in your pockets. Did you remember yeah. to take them out? Let me tell you something. <laughs> that's a no. That's a fucking no. When I got out of the car, I felt like my leg was wet. <laughs> <laughs> But here's the thing, I was so high that I was like, it's probably just me overthinking. Because I was like, I was like, it's probably just the fabric on my skin that feels wet. Like, sometimes things feel like things that they are not. You get out of the car, and someone in the parking lot is like, whoa, there's blood coming out of your legs. I was wearing black shorts, as I want to do. People so are like, you, could not see, you got your first period. You couldn't see any. Yeah, but we go in, we watch a movie, everything's good. We go out, and then we stop at Walmart. Because I need to buy, like, some milk. And when I'm at the checkout, I reach in my pocket to grab my wallet. <laughs> Your wallet? And, and all over the edge is red stuff. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And I was looking at my pocket. Still high as fuck, by the way. This shit lasted Wait, were these way packets, too long. Or did you, like get a big bottle of ketchup put it in your pocket like squeezed it in there and it just was forget. a packet of ketchup it broke somehow probably on my keys and it, it got all over my wallet i had to take my card out you know wipe some sauce off <laughs> did you lick it off yeah definitely yeah and then i had ketchup pocket and i had to clean it out when i got home and it was all over in my wallet yeah it's spaghetti in your pocket spilled out everywhere. yeah literally spaghetti in your pocket moment <laughs> Like, absolutely insane. Wait, what's going on with uh, Kurt Travis? Okay, so... Well, uh... I took some uh, screenshots. We should we should, we should, should talk about this because, uh, you know... Oh, yeah, we are... We were called a DG... We were called a DGD podcast. Yeah, you didn't do the intro right, you fucking moron. Welcome to the podcast. It's welcome... No, that's not the intro. It's, we are a variety podcast that talks about video games, movie, music, and other shit. And we used to be a DGD podcast that talked about... DGD every week chronologically, but we stopped. Do we that. need to tell that? I mean, can you like, can't you just superimpose that over the thing I just said, like in the beginning? Can you just dub over it? Yeah, just dub over it. That'd be funny as fuck. Okay, Kurt put out a series of tweets, and I will be reading them. <coughs> Kurt Travis, please don't tag tag me in hashtag Eternity Forever stuff. It just makes me upset. Ben Rossett wrote zero percent of those songs and makes a hundred percent of all the of all of that Brandon and I wrote. That's why there's only four songs we found out his intentions only too late we don't even know eternity forever's numbers because he refuses it's on his tune core uh in parentheses online distro and we will never know how much he's made off of our music maybe someday he'll find it in his cold heart to repay us but i highly doubt that will happen the song fantasy that brandon ewing and i wrote is at 6.5 million plays on Spotify alone. That's not including the other songs. The fact that he's released it twice mixed and unmixed, which we asked him not to release the unmixed, and Bandcamp. Not to mention he's benefited from using the Eternity Forever name, which I picked out, because he releases his own songs after we disbanded under the EF moniker for about five years. I don't hate him though. I just wish we all got what we deserve. He, I hit him up when I was struggling financially a while back, begging for him for just a little bit of what is owed, and he never responded, sad face. Uh, for context, Ben Rossett is in Strawberry Girls. I love Strawberry 
Strawberry Girls and will always be best friends with Zachary and Ian. I love them. Please still support them. Fame does not equal fortune. I'm thankful for my music career, but just know I struggle too. So Brandon and I have a new band called Gold Necklace to move on from this BS. Don't want to beat a dead horse here, but someone mentioned Eternity Forever and it pissed me off. This is why I never use Twitter. Shit gets too real to post. So he posted all that. Ben Rosett hasn't really said anything. He's just blocked people on Twitter for calling him out. And yeah. Ben Rosett's kind of like being a known shithead though, right? Like Yeah, I'd say a lot of people already knew about this. I don't know if Kurt's talked about it publicly like this or he just told some people at like shows and it just got around. Because I've heard it before that Ben Rosset doesn't give them shit for Eternity Forever. And that's why the band never went anywhere. But I don't know if he's talked publicly like this about it. Yeah, I, I think everyone kind of knows he's a dickhead. But I've seen like people talk about him and like collab with him as well. So it's like everyone knows he's a dick but they still work with them kind of johnny craig type beat to a lesser degree obviously yeah if i remember right uh fucking refractions i think got him on a song to do a solo oh yeah i remember the guitarist telling me and when he told me i was like cool because <laughs> i i had heard this stuff about ben rossett and i was like mm, that's kind of sucks but i'm not gonna like speak my opinions about something i don't really know yeah like ben rossett i feel like like especially back then whenever refractions was doing their like kind of math rocky type shit yeah. whenever they were doing that like strawberry girls was like one of the bigger bands in that whole like genre which i have issues with it being called math rock the more and more i think about it but we can get into that another day yeah. but apparently ben rossett sent him sent them the thing for the solo and the solo is like just a fucking riff that goes on for like two bars repeated over and over <laughs> again and it's like dog cool. yo, God. <laughs> just listening to it i'm just thinking dude you guys got ripped the fuck off should have hired you casey it, no they shouldn't have because i suck but like that's <laughs> nah you're better than ben rossett very debatable <laughs> i think you're better oh thanks i appreciate it yeah <laughs> yeah he's a dick i guess yeah no everything i've ever heard about ben rossett dude's just unlikable to put it mildly a couple of things we need to talk about this episode roselia had a new single uh with daisy as their official vocalist yeah, I, I still have to listen to it. Uh, it's really good. They have the worst naming scheme of any band, I think. Isn't it, like, just the same name as one of their singles already? It's the same name, but reversed. They have one called Silver Amnesty, and then the new one is called Amnesty Silver. <laughs> that's not, that's not going to confuse me at all. And their whole... They're whole, two whole different songs, <laughs> as far as I can tell. I didn't think the instrumentals were the same, but I kind of have, like, mud brain about that shit. But yeah, <laughs> bad naming scheme, good song is what I gotta say about that. Yep, sorry, I haven't listened to it yet just because I've uh, been busy as fuck. <laughs> and uh, I listened to a lot like birds like i said last week yeah you listen to no place right i listened to both oh of hell them. yeah i mistakenly said i listened to no place but i had actually listened to conversation piece i thought it was called no place because in the lyrics one of the first songs says no place and i said oh okay but no that was conversation piece both of them banger ass albums 
What's interesting about it is I thought Kurt would be like a big part of the songs, but he's he's really more like backup vocals almost. I'm sure he has like prominent parts over the album, but what I really focused and zeroed in on was Corey Lockwood's vocals because he's kind of fucking insane with yeah, it. Yeah, like I think in the grand scheme of like post hardcore, Corey Lockwood, especially in like the vocal department, is honestly underrated that dude has some really like good fucking screams you know yeah his screams are incredible and his lyrics are really good too yeah uh, especially the second album he really hones his craft i guess yeah no place is probably one of the best uh it's probably the best concept album in post hardcore in my opinion is it a concept album it it is a concept album from what i understand about like not really having a home and not really like returning to an old home and going through memories and like trauma and and shit like that at least that's what i've gotten out of it and i have heard people talk about it as a concept album before and i can see it after looking at the lyrics the song no nurture has one of the hardest bars ever where he's like dear father i hope you die in a living room and the irony doesn't occur to you or some shit like that i said "Ooh, damn Corey lockwood that's that's kind of (laughs) hard the entire like back half of shaking of the frame is some of my favorite like thing in music like i've heard ever yeah i don't know all the songs yet it's the very last one. Oh, okay yeah that was a good song every song sounds like a fucking closing song they're all so intense the entire like album no place is just super intense i feel like conversation piece did that a little bit better where it had more songs that weren't as like final feeling no i disagree i think conversation piece had like five different endings there'd be a song and i'd be like okay this is the last one for sure and then another song would appear in top it the next time yeah but i feel like no place that's like most of the album in a feeling <laughs> way yeah yeah really dug them i listen I, I really don't care to listen to divisi if anyone listening wants to come and say they think it's worth the time i don't think because they cut kurt from it it'll be bad i just feel like i've heard some songs and it doesn't have the same energy as the first two albums and that's kind of that's kind of why i like these albums is the insane energy it has so uh, if enough people say it's really good I'll, I'll give it a shot i honestly don't think you will get a lot of people talking about that album yeah uh, oh yeah my tweet about them the band twitter page liked it what? which is weird because they disbanded in like 2016 i think so i don't know who is running the account but uh thanks for the like cory longwood shout himself. out you're welcome <laughs> that that would be cool i think it might be their guitarist is his name franzino is that the right person i'm thinking of I could not tell you. Like Michael Franzino or something like that. But uh, good stuff a lot like birds. I see why people like them. I understand now. Really fucking good. Mm, Casey, sh- do you want to talk about the Trevor Strand? Stranod. Do we have enough thing? time to talk about that? Or... Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that. Okay. So this is outside of the realm of post hardcore. This is more in the... That's fine. Yeah, this is more in the realm of extreme metal, death metal. But I'm sure... Most everyone knows, if they're listening to, like, alternative music, you've at least heard the name The Black Dahlia Murder. Yeah. And their vocalist, Trevor Stranod, uh, passed away yesterday, uh, May 11th. Yeah. I know a lot of people know, like, they've heard of it, but they don't know Trevor Stranod. I never got the chance to meet him, but I got the chance to see him live at Summer Slaughter 2017. And there are a lot of qualities that he has had that made him exceptional, you know? Yeah. So. Let me just try to, like, 
connect this back to like core genres because that's what I feel like a lot of people who listen to this listen to. If your favorite bands have two vocalists, a screamer and a growler, it's because they listen to the Black Dolly Murder. If your band has a lot of like riffs that are like super like melodic, you're probably inspired by someone who is inspired by Black Dahlia Murder. Like this band was instrumental to the music, like to the metal and surrounding adjacent genre scenes back in the early 2000s. They're one of the few who like managed to blow up in America as opposed to Europe. And Trevor, by all accounts, is like one of the craziest vocalists you will ever fucking listen to in like death metal because nobody else, that's not right to say, nobody else blew up like he did. Like Black Dahlia, that was doing what he was doing where he did like those crazy like shrieking highs and the cr- and the really gruff guttural woes. Most people, when they first heard it, always thought it was like two people doing it. No, it was just Trevor. And like a lot of bands nowadays have like people like that. But I guarantee you, if it wasn't for Trevor, shit like that wouldn't exist. And lyrically, this man puts a ton of people to shame. He writes some <laughs> of the most evocative imagery in lyrics you will like have the pleasure of reading. And the wonderful thing about it is that it fits the music. It's somehow, it's like a B-horror movie most of the time set to incredibly over-the-top soundtrack. And sometimes you look at the lyrics and go like, wow, that's really deep. And sometimes it was. Other times he was just talking about werewolves and shit. And, but I think the one thing that, like, he is incredibly unique for doing, because, you know, everything I just talked about, bands have done before. He got the inspiration from somewhere. But the one thing I can't think of anyone in any other genre doing is that he used his platform, which is like, may I remind you, he was one of the, he was part of the biggest extreme metal band in America at one point. He used his platform to basically shine a light on underground bands that nobody had heard of. And I was one of those people who like religiously followed his like column whenever he came out with it, which I think he started that shit in 2000, 2015. I was still in high school whenever he did it. And I remember finding all sorts of crazy fucking bands because of him. Shit like Pierron, Imperial Triumph, Full of Hell. It's not an exaggeration to say if it wasn't for him, a lot of these bands wouldn't have a as large of a fan base as they do now. And that's something I've never seen anyone in any other genre do before. Like, to relate it back to, like, post-hardcore, it would be, like, someone like Kurt Travis or... Tillian getting onto one of the most popular like publications on the internet and making a monthly article of like their favorite releases that month of like no one like not like no one but bands that not a lot of people have heard of before because i remember at the time a lot of these bands didn't even have like over like 10k listens some of these bands had like fucking maybe 500 and then right after he showed them off they like jumped up to 10k 30k fucking 50k some of them are like huge now like necrod and fucking blood incantation which granted they probably would have gotten big regardless but he helped jumpstart a lot of that shit that's and that's like incredibly unique and in a way it shows that he never he was still like that same person that everyone always said he was just the guy who really fucking loved the music that he listened to and wanted to share it with and that is something that i think is very admirable yeah 
I'm sure there are other people who like actually knew him and can say much more things more poignant than I can. Well, they're not on this podcast, so it's kind of irrelevant. Yeah, that's true. But still, this dude was incredibly important to not just me, but a ton of people. And yeah, he will be missed. It's if you haven't listened to Dahlia before, listen, I guess. What's an album you would recommend? Ritual. Everyone everyone who knows the Black Dahlia Murder always goes for Nocturnal. And it's good. But I think Ritual is their best. It has a ton of that melody that made them meld with like the metalcore and deathcore scene. But it has like an evolution in the vocals from Trevor because he still has like those crazy shrieks, those crazy lows. The, the guitarists, Ryan Knight and Brian, who's always been in the band, are like writing some of the coolest fucking melodic death metal riffs I've ever heard. The drummer, I think it was Shannon Lucas still. That dude's insane. Unfortunately, the bass is not that prominent, but that's a that's a problem with like most death metal records. So yeah. Okay, what a what a touching memorial. I I've never listened to a single second of Black Dahlia Murder, so I definitely knew I could not speak on it. But it sucks that he seems like he committed suicide. They had a suicide prevention number on the band uh, announcement about it. Yeah, which I mean, the Black Dahlia Murder always had lyrics about very like dark things. It, it was yeah they were still one of the they were one of the bands them and cryptopsy that whenever i was getting more into death metal i remember those two bands being the ones that drew me in lyrically because of the way they wrote it wasn't like just horror for the sake of horror a lot of it was like visceral you know like the imagery yeah. they used still sticks with me like fucking everything went black parts of that song lyrically still stick with me which never fucking happens it for me whenever it comes to lyrics i forget lyrics like that most of the time but this man had a way with words okay i think that'll be the end of the episode we're running a little longer in the tooth than usual oh holy shit we've been recording for an hour <laughs> yeah uh thank you for listening if you enjoyed it uh please give a like or subscribe or five star etc etc james and the giant peach <laughs> If you want to reach out to us, you can comment down below, you can message me on Twitter, or you can email us at worstdgdpod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and uh, listen to Black Dahlia Murders and A Lot Like Birds.